Welcome to the Potter's House North podcast. We hope you'll be blessed by today's message. We are here today to uh, just, you know, I, I asked Bishop to join me today um, because uh, around our house during this crazy COVID-19 year, uh, you know, periodically I'll say to him like, babe, where are we? And what is God saying? And um, we'll start off with a discussion. And by the time we get finished, I feel like I'm very fortunate to, to have him in, in my house and me to be in his house and that we have the ability to, uh, ability to dialogue one with another. And so I thought today, Lord, if you would, if I ask Bishop, would you please help me? And let's just take the conversation that is happening in our house uh, from time to time, and let's uh, let's take it into their house. And so that's what we're here today to do. And we're going to just talk. I guess if you need a subject for today, we're going to talk about um, talking through the turbulence of 2020. Talking through the turbulence of 2020. So, Absolutely. Bishop, I perceive you as a man of insight, a man of wisdom. Um, you've always had the ability to, to dig into the Word of God and see a thousand things that I don't see. And uh, say, we, more. Say, say more. Say okay. more. Okay. To God be the glory. <laughs> no, but we've always joked and said together we would make one good preacher. And that's what we're hoping happens today. But he does. He has that insight. He has that prophetic edge about him. And today... I just want to ask you the question. Um, I don't know anybody that really saw this year coming. Um, so true. You know, I, 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 I don't know who they are, or, or, and I want to know what they're seeing well, if, if, was, they, if they're real. Everybody was prophesying double-double. Yeah. 2020 double-double vision. And um, I think what we got was double-double, but it wasn't. Trouble, trouble? <laughs> trouble, trouble. It wasn't exactly what we were prophesying or seeing. Because we, we know in part, we see in part, we yeah. prophesy in part. Yeah. When that which is perfect is come, which is the full statue of Christ in us, it's heaven invading the earth through a people. Mm. Um, we will see in that season more clearly with understanding and with precision so um, rather than it just being, you called it turbulence, mm -hmm. uh, turbulence, trouble, and transition. Good. That's, what, that's what this is all about. We, we're, we've encountered trouble. We're, everything that can be shaken is being shaken, which is the turbulence. But then uh, Hebrew says you have received a kingdom mm -hmm. uh, which cannot be shaken. So in the midst of the turbulence, uh, God is extracting out from the church a remnant, a people that is establishing the kingdom of God in the earth. So if it can be shaken, it, it can't, can't be kingdom, kingdom right? If ah. it can be shaken, it can't be kingdom. Because he said, you have received a kingdom which cannot be shaken. So in the midst of the shaking, the midst of the turbulence, 
we, we are experiencing what I call the transition between the church and the kingdom. Okay, so that's what, that's, that's what we need to hear because I guarantee I'm not by myself in, in the last few months walking around my house saying, God, where are we at? What's going on in the economy of God? And, right. uh, and, and you have said that to me throughout this year, that we are just in that transition period. So tell us what... What happens in that transition period? Well, number one, everything, every new thing begins in the night. Every new day, new revelation, new anointing, fresh anointing uh, experience begins in the night. Mm -hmm. And uh, that uh, corporately or the, in the spirit realm and in the natural, uh, this is where we're at in the cosmos uh, of this period of time. Uh, that everything, as I already said, is being shaken, but it begins in the night. Mm -hmm. When God stepped out from nothing, stood on nothing, spoke worlds into existence out of nothing, darkness was so heavy. So dark. It was so dark, gross darkness, Isaiah mm -hmm. said, but uh, the darkness in Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the Earth was without form or void, mm -hmm. and void. And darkness, the word darkness there was, it was so gross, dark, heavy, thick darkness mm. that you couldn't see the flicker of a flame from your fingertip. But in the midst of, in the midst of that darkness, God said, let there be light. Let there be light. And I believe that's where we're at. Isaiah said, gross darkness uh, be upon the earth and upon the people, but. Yes. But what but it's the saying, glory of the, the glory Lord of the Lord. What? Is risen upon you. Is risen. That's what's happening now in the midst of darkness. And you can't always feel what you know. I have a knowledge that this is happening mm -hmm. no matter what I feel. Okay. So it's gross darkness upon the people. But the what? The, the glory, glory of, of the, the Lord. Lord. It's so dark that I don't know where to turn. I don't know what's coming next. I, uh, things don't look like they normally look. And it says darkness is upon the earth, but gross darkness is upon the people. Is upon the people. So it's a heavier darkness. It's the darkness that was in Genesis 1, 1, 2. Uh -huh. uh, it was so, it's so heavy that we don't, we, we don't know how to navigate. And we're almost at a standstill, but there's something happening in our spirit yeah. that we can't explain yeah. on the outside. Now, I believe that, and I bet there's some people out there that, that believe the same thing. We cannot explain, if you're like me, I don't know what's happening, but in my spirit. Spirit, and I always say, whatever God does, He first does in your spirit. In, your spirit. in my spirit, my flesh is incredibly frustrated yes. because this is the sixth month that we have showed up here at church and couldn't open the doors for the people. Uh, my, so my flesh is frustrated, but my spirit is like turning somersaults because I feel like I'm anticipating something. And it's just like when you're Absolutely. carrying a baby. Yeah. It's when the pain gets at its worst 
That is when you know you are about to give birth. Give birth. And I think we are on the verge of giving birth to something that heretofore our eyes haven't seen, our ears haven't heard, uh, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring about a lot of answers. We're in that transitional We're in that transition. moment. Uh, you said giving birth. Every 2,000 years, God has a son. Mm. It began with Adam, and from Adam to Moses was 2,000 right. years. And from Moses to Christ was 2,000 years. years. And now from Christ to the church or to the kingdom has been 2,000 years. Wow. And so he first had Adam, then he had Moses, then he had Christ. And now we're giving birth to a full-grown, matured son, yeah. uh, which Revelation 12 calls the man-child. Yeah. The word man-child, the Greek is huios. And huios means a full-grown, full mature son. son. And so it's the same in Ephesians when he begins to write uh, that till we all come into the unity of the faith. Uh, Ephesians 4, he said 4 and 8. Uh, wherefore, when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captive. He gave gifts unto men. Yeah. They gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers for the perfecting of the saints. This season that we've been in has been fivefold ministry perfecting, developing, maturing saints. Mm. And um, if... If you are not submitted, committed, and under the covering of covenant, um, then, then there's still an immaturity that's operating or functioning in your life. But those that come under, mm, those that submit to covering through covenant, uh, he said, till we all come into the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God unto the fullness of, here it is, man-child, under the fullness of the measure of the statue. statue of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children, uh, immature, that don't have the ability, the word there is napios, and it means without the ability to articulate the language of the kingdom. You, you can't communicate. You, you don't have the ability of speech because you're still... In a that babe. a babe, you're still in that infant stage. You need milk. Yeah. Milk belongs to babes in Hebrews 6 or chapter 5 and going into chapter 6. But meat belongeth to those that are of full age. It's the man child. Meat belongs to the we awesome. I God. wish you had a, a board right here because mm -hmm. I've heard you preach this for years. And would you have a way of, of writing it out on the board? A picture paints a thousand words, yeah. I, I guess, for people like me. Uh, that, that's how I learn. Yeah. Um, and I, I've seen you say it's milk in the outer court. Yeah. And it's manna. It's, it's milk in the outer court. Maybe I don't learn so well. Okay. It's, it's meat uh -huh. in the inner court or the holy place. Yes. But it's hidden manna, manna in the third dimension, yes. the holy of holies. So you got meat, or you got milk. milk for babes, you got meat for those that's maturing. It calls them young men. Yeah. Developing your spiritual masculinity. Yeah. The strength, your, your, 
you begin to find out what your strengths are mm. in the holy place. Okay. That's where the candlesticks burn, 66 candles on the candelabra. That's where the lamps of oil was, and that's where the altar of incense, which represents prayer, praise, and worship. You cannot go through the veil into the third dimension without the second dimension maturing what was birthed in the outer court. Wow. So there's milk for babes, meat for young men, but hidden manna for, for the man child. Yes, and for overcomers. For overcomers. Or the man child. Absolutely. I, get that. That, I hope y'all put your thinking hats on today because that's, that's why we're here. Um, we, I asked Bishop just to flow and just, just I want to put a demand on the, on the deposit of God that's within him today. Um, it's, it's people that are walking around saying, uh, I, I don't know what's going on. I feel, uh, let me say it like this. I've heard people say, uh, this, this whole season is a season, season of judgment. God is angry with the church. God is upset about this and God is upset about that. And then you've heard, uh, you know, uh, people say other things. Everybody's kind of got their opinion on the matter. God's trying to get our attention and, and all of those things. Um, but if, if the truth of the matter is told and what you said about every 2000 years, God births a son, right. uh, really, we are just in the timing of the Lord, and we could not have been good enough to make none of this, uh, to make all of this not happen. Absolutely. It's just the, it's the timing of God. It's the kingdom invading the earth. Okay, yeah. Um, it, it's the kingdom invading the church. Mm. Uh, the transition between the church, the echo of God, those that's been called out, selected, but out of that selection, God takes an elect out of the called. See, the called is the church. Mm -hmm. That's the ecclesia, those that's been called out. But he reaches within that church and extracts a remnant. And uh, People out of the people. People out of the people. Revelation 12, and I don't want to get into that. Uh, maybe later on, um, a week or so, we can do that, but... He, he talks about in verse 17, and the dragon was angry with the woman, that's the church, but went to make war with the remnant of her seed. Mm -hmm. The remnant is those that have passed through crises and calamity and survived. So that's what is happening right now. Within the church, those that have followed on to know the Lord, Hosea yeah. says, yeah. Not he, just the Savior. Right. Not Savior Christ, Christ the Lord. But the Lord. The third dimension. Those that have moved from milk to meat to hidden manna. I got that tabernacle stuff now. I know. I see it. <laughs> uh, he says, those that follow under the Lord, he shall come to them as the former and, and the, the latter rain. rain. But watch, it's all in the same month, which simply means within that period, there's a transition from the former to the latter, from the church to the, to the kingdom. kingdom. And it's taking place because those that have matured in God within the church, uh, he reaches in, takes that elect out, and moves them to the next dimension. They begin to feast on what we call revelation, which is hidden manna. Mm -hmm. uh, that 
just the, uh, I don't want to call it ordinary, the nominal Christian mm -hmm. that's still in the outer court. They're saved, uh -huh. but they have not moved into revelation, which is in the holy place. Yeah. It's the revelation knowledge, 66 books, 66 candles. Yeah. It's the oil in the lamps, yes. and it's the altar of incense, which represents prayer, praise, and worship. So that's where the maturity comes in. You begin to partake of meat and not stay in the outer court yes. all of your life. And you, you've been in the way 30 years, 40 years, but you're still in the outer court. You're still in the outer court and all you can manage is milk. Wow. You don't have the maturity of teeth mm -hmm. to begin to chew and digest meat or revelation. It's the second dimension that prepares us for the third dimension. But there's a veil. The veil in the Old Testament, Paul said, is the carnal, carnal mind. mind. That veil in the New Testament, which is taken away in, in Christ, Christ, in Christos, the anointing. So now you got Savior in the outer court, Christos. It's taken away in the anointing. It's taken away in the Christos. So can we just, just point this out? So the tabernacle, mm -hmm. uh, so the first room was the courtyard, okay? It was the outer court, right? And then the, and well, the, the outer courtyard, court. Well, the courtyard is yeah, where was we outside live. Yeah, it's outside of the Yeah, it's court. where we live okay. before coming to the brazen altar. Okay, so we have the outer court. What is in the outer court? The brazen altar. Okay. It's where they brought the sacrificial lamb after they had taken select lambs and or sheep, I should say, and pinned them up. And the high priest mm -hmm. got in the pen for 10 days with the sheep, those candidates of slaughter, mm -hmm. sacrifice. And he inspected them for 10 days. Wow. 10 is the number of order, government, and responsibility. So he was in the midst of the sheep. All right, the church. He is selecting mm. those that have the ability uh, to be placed on the altar Jesus. and sacrificed. Um, and, and when he takes the one that he chose that would be the sacrifice at the day of atonement, we're leading in, those 10 days lead us in. Uh, first, there's the blowing of the trumpets, and then that's 10 days that you hear the trumpet sound. That's an apostolic voice. Okay. It's first the voice of the apostle, then the prophet. Uh, so he begins to select. He takes the one that's chosen. I love this. And he, he leads him out. Mm -hmm. That's the remnant. Mm -hmm. He leads them out from the sheep that was in the pen inspected by the priest. It's the people is the sheep within the sheep. Sheep within the sheep, all right. And he takes him uh, toward the brazen altar. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he's releasing the other nine. The other nine race out from the pen in freedom, excitement, and enthusiasm. They don't have to die. But here is what we, wow. we fail to understand. They led them back into the wilderness. the wilderness. What God had brought them out of, Ooh. they went back into the wilderness and the elements of the system yes. killed them. 
You're going to die one way or the other. Jesus. Either the system is going to kill you or you're going to be slaughtered by the priest. I would rather be a sacrificial lamb yeah. on the altar, the brazen altar, and the priest would take the knife of circumcision, the same knife that he used to circumcise the males that were born in the wilderness along the way. They had not been circumcised. In other words, they had been born in the wilderness, but they still was mobile and moving toward the promise with flesh yeah. that was covering up the assignment or the head which is Christ the church. So now the nine go free, they think. They think. But they're led back into what they came out of. Wow. That's one of the challenges in this season that we revert back to what God's already brought us out of because it's familiar. Yes. They went back into what was familiar and it was what was familiar that comforted them. The norm. We the want norm. our norm. Back. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why, you know, different ones are saying uh, the brick and mortar is out of order. Yeah. In other words, not that we're not coming back collectively and corporately, but we're coming back another way. Yeah. It's the same thing that happened in 9 11. It changed ever A crisis changes, changes everything. everything. And now we're facing. A crisis. There was over little over three thousand that were killed that day in the towers of New York, but now we, we're at a hundred and sixty thousand just in America that has died in this season. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. So they led them back out into what they came out of, what they came out of. And they were rejoicing, they were excited, they were free, but didn't know they were bound. Wow. Anytime you walk in familiarity, you think you're free. Mm. Mentally, you think you're free. Physically, you think you're free. But don't know you're bound because something in your life disqualified you yeah. from being that one lamb that was led to the altar. The system destroyed those nine that were taken, retreated back to the wilderness. And yet the priest slit the throat mm -hmm. of the one lamb on the brazen altar and his blood, his blood covered the altar. It covered the altar. Uh, the priest ends up with a sacrifice that has bled to death and yet now he's a bleeding man. Blood is all over him from the sacrifice. So the next dimension, the dimension between the outer court and the holy place was what they call a, a golden censer. It was a bowl filled with water to cleanse and wash the hands of the priest that just slaughtered that one sheep. Yeah. You follow me? And when he looked into the brazen or golden pot the water was there and he saw a reflection of himself the word says we're cleansed the through the washing of the water by the word so he cleanses himself gets himself in alignment and in step back into his purpose with clean hands and a pure heart and now he moves into the second dimension and begins to experience 
the table of a candles or the candlesticks or the candelabra. The and, he moved, and he moves from there to the table of showbread from the candlesticks. So these are the items that are in the holy place. Absolutely. Uh, uh, the holy place. It's right. The, it's the can of 66 candles and it is the table of the Lord. And there are 66 books. Right. In the Bible, every day, all 66 candles was lit uh, every day. This was the job of the priest. Right. So now you've got darkness, but now the high priest yeah. begins to light the candles. Yes. It's natural light, though. It's, it, well, right? he, it took light. Right. Yeah, you got natural light in the outer courts. You got... Um, Oh, you got uh, artificial light. I, I jumped ahead of you. Artificial, that's the that's word. What, it's yeah. artificial. Yeah, he created that light. Yeah. And yet now, when you go into third dimension, God, the Shekinah, the glory is, is the, the light, light in the third dimension. Okay. So you got natural light. Outer court is uncovered. <clears throat> okay. Okay, then you got a covering when you step into the holy place, which now you need artificial light. Artificial light. light. You see, but when you go through the veil into the third dimension, shine, Lord. it's shine, Lord. <laughs> it's the glory of God that covers yes. the earth as, as the, the waters cover the sea. Uh, I want to read something. Can, go I, ahead. can you say one thing? Like, I want to go back to that veil because there was a veil that separated the outer court. Or the holy I'm, place. I'm sorry, the holy place from the, the holy, holy of holies. The second day and the third day. Yeah, well, okay. So uh, the veil, now when you hear that there's a veil, uh, picture a room, a three-room house, okay? Um, you can walk into, you can walk from the first room into the second room, but now that third room, which is the, the holy of holies, there was a veil that separated and, and made it exclusive. When I think of a veil, you think of a sheer curtain. Um, you think of something that's maybe lightweight, you, a veil that comes on the face of a bride right, or right, whatever. That's it. Um, but talk to us about that veil because that veil is really the flesh. It's what separates. It's, what it's the flesh said, that gets it's your carnal mind. It's the carnal mind, and it gets between me. And that next dimension that God has for Which me. is the man-child, the hidden manna. Yeah. So now there's a people eating spiritually hidden manna. It's what other folk can't see because it's revelation knowledge. Whew. They are, it's many of you right now. Yeah, that's what I that, was going to say. That a light, an artificial light, an unction is coming upon you for you to be able to see the revelation knowledge uh, of God, the revelation truth or kingdom truth or kingdom knowledge. Mm -hmm. But the veil the now veil. that hung there and separated the second day from the third day, the holy place from the holy of holies, uh, it was not, as you said, a curtain that you could just flip that's on a wall right. and look or go beyond. It, was, it took a team because of the weight, the dimensions, of that veil, the thickness, the dimensions of that veil. The heaviness. The heaviness, yeah. It took a team of 16 horses, 32 horses, to transport that veil. Simply stating that man in his own ingenuity and ability, yeah. uh, mental ability, 
that contemplates human a strength. Human strength that contemplates a plan that don't include God wow. or Godness or the kingdom. He could not just lift up the veil and go through. And and it's so important that to understand these three dimensions that's in the holy place. You got the candlesticks, you got the table of showbread, which is fresh baked bread on the table All of this in the same every room. day. The candles were lit every day. Every day. There was fresh bread on the table, which now the illumination of revelation. Illumination is the candlesticks. The uh, manna, or not the manna, but showbread. Uh, the showbread uh, that was baked fresh every day is revelation. Mm -hmm. So you got an illumination of revelation and you move from that illuminated revelation and give God all the glory at the altar of incense. But you cannot bypass any of those steps Ooh, that's good. because it's the development of those steps. It's just like if you want to talk about uh, under you, Luke 2, 11, under you, born in the city, in the city of David. You're killing us, okay? You're killing a us. Savior, which is Christ the Lord. He's Savior in the outer, outer court, 30-fold. He's Christ Christos, the anointed one in the holy place, which is 60-fold. But he's Lord in the holy of holies, the third dimension. You follow me? Mm -hmm. So he's Savior in the outer court. He's Christ in the holy place, but he's Lord in the holy of holies, the third dimension, a hundredfold, 30, 60, a yeah. hundred, the way, the truth, the light, yes. natural light, artificial light, supernatural light. You, you yes. see? He which was and is and is to and come. And is to come. So now he goes from the table of candles to the table of showbread, a revelation, illumination, revelation. It's, it's when God shines the light in you that you can see what has been resting within your spirit. Uh, all of the word, the word, 66 books are in my spirit. Yeah. And once there's an illumination of the revelation, I now move toward that veil, but I've got one more altar I must pass through. Mm -hmm. And it's the altar of incense. I've got to know that God gets all the glory. Oh, so true. I stand there and I begin to worship. And as the smoke, the incense were placed upon the coals that were in the brazen altar, it created a smoke mm -hmm. that began to rise from the holy place, the last article that stood between the holy place and the holy of holies. It began to fill the holy place with smoke or with glory, the Shekinah. And in that dimension, uh, the high priest would take tongs yeah. and uh, take coals off of the altar, put it in a golden pot. Here's the pot again. Yeah. Salvation is going with him. Mm -hmm. Salvation, the brazen altar, the golden censer, uh, that bowl of water. He takes that bowl now that he cleansed himself with, you see, and the he puts the right. He puts the coals in that bowl. All right, he's holding the bowl up. Mm -hmm. which speaks of praise and worship. Mm -hmm. Prayer, a praise sweet and worship. smelling savor. A sweet smell. And it's filling the room. It filled the room mm. to the veil begin to rent. Woo. It went, it rent, watch, not from bottom up. So this is the Which veil. says that, look, if he can go from bottom up, Man, then the high would. priest could, he could have rent the thing from the bottom. But because of its Top. dimension, it took 
God. It took the kingdom to rip open the veil that separated from he that's heaven invading earth. Yeah. It ripped from the top, supernatural. It ripped from the top as he stood there in worship. Woo, that veil split. So real worship is what causes heaven to invade, invade earth, earth and splits the and, veil of your carnal mind. It rids that carnal mind that no longer the carnal mind, which is feminine gender, the soul, has control of the spirit, which is Ooh, masculine yes. gender. That's why the church, we're out of order. It's because we've allowed our mind, our suke, will, intellect, and emotion to govern the spirit that's within us. I'm a spirit, I have a soul, and I, I live in a body. body. And there, it's been out of order because the dominant one has been, is, the, soul. Has been the soul, feminine gender, instead of spirit, which is masculine gender. Yes. Paul teaches that the wife, the feminine gender, submits to the spirit, the masculine gender, the husband, the covering. So you're You've got to submit to cover. If you don't submit to covering, you'll live your whole Christian life veiled from the revelation Ooh, of hidden manna. That is good, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So you're saying that it's possible that there is a day that's coming where I am no longer led from the soulish realm. Right. But um, what was it? Was it um, the, the twins? The elder shall serve the younger. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jacob, Saul, and, Jacob yeah. and Esau. Uh, Esau was born first. So, so my flesh was born mm -hmm. April. First. Yeah, my soul, my flesh was born April in 1960. You got me so confused. I don't even remember which what year Esau, I was born. Which is, which is Esau. Yeah, that's my flesh, okay? But my spirit came from God. That's the Jacob that has been transformed from Jacob to Israel to Jezreel. Okay, wait a minute. Now, get me lost. Okay, so he had three names changes, wait, just like uh, there's three dimensions in the in the tabernacle. Me, yeah. uh, there is a trichotomy to your existence, which is I am, I am a, spirit, a spirit, I have a soul, and I live in this body. body. And so there's the transformation. Now Esau is born first. He's the dominant one. Yeah. The dominant one. He's ruling over Jacob. Uh, until there's a transformation in Jacob, Jacob wrestled all night. Here's the night again. And in the breaking of the dawn of a new season, a new day, he was transformed from Jacob, uh, from a heel catcher, because when he was born, Esau came out first, but Jacob had his hand on the heel of Esau. I don't want to go back to the garden where the oh you know the hill shall bruise the head of the serpent. You see what I'm saying? The, <laughs> yes. the, 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 it, it'll bruise the head. Um, so now he's transformed into I into from Jacob to what? So from Jacob, okay, so this is what I was saying. To Israel. To Israel. And so, yeah, from Jezreel, that's the three dimensions okay. again. Jacob, that, that is my old man, the old nature, the one that trips and is a trickster. Uh, uh -huh. Okay, he's always tripping because he's a trickster, a heel catcher, a supplanter, a deceiver. 
That, that's what you were born in, mm, your born iniquity. In you yeah. were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. So that's, that's the old man. But when you accept Christ, when you, you come to that brazen altar and begin to press beyond just an outer court experience of living your whole Christian life, only knowing him in a third part of his fullness, which is Savior. Yeah. I move to the next dimension and I know him as my Christos, the anointed one, my baptizer. But then I don't stay there. That veil is rent in worship. Yes. And I go through the veil into the third dimension so of the Holy of Holies. So you are saying, I'm going to go back to what I was trying to say a second ago. You are saying that we are coming into a season where we're no longer going to be led by the Jacob within us. Like, right. like my spirit has been here with God forever. Ever. So my spirit is really the elder, okay? Mm -hmm. And my, and my, uh, my flesh is, is the younger. And the right. Bible, right now, the way it is. But Esau was born first. Your flesh, right. your so flesh. So right now, our flesh is dominating. But you never know that third dimension of the fullness of spirit until that carnal that mind. Veil. That veil is and rent. And that happens in worship. That happens and always happens. And the more you worship, the more the veil is split. Mm -hmm. You can't just hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, on Sunday because you got a breakthrough. Right. You got to walk that thing out every day. And the more you worship, especially in crisis when you can't see your way. Okay, talk about that. Mm. Because that's that gross darkness. Yeah. And it's as we begin to worship, as we bring Absolutely. the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. Yes. I'm not talking about the building where right. we come together and have church, but as we bring that sacrifice of praise up out of our spirit, mm -hmm. where our flesh, we're coming to the point where our flesh no longer has control. Right. Our spirit is, now the Bible says that the elder shall serve the younger. The flesh, our flesh yes, is going to now serve spirit. our spirit. The feminine gender is going to come under under or submission. And that's order then. That's order to the spirit because it's the masculine gender that is the head that covers the feminine right. gender. And when that happens, that's when the veil is rent. Absolutely. And that's when and that's when that heavy thing that stands between us and the right. actual presence. Ooh, we think we've experienced the presence of God, but there is a dimension that we don't, we no longer just have to go in and out of, but there is, there is a, a place that we can dwell. And it's, it's in that, it's in the holy of holies. But as we worship, as the elder submits uh, and serves the younger. It's Revelation 3 uh, where he said, uh, he that overcometh comes over, uh -huh. moves from the holy place into the third dimension, the holy of holies. He that overcometh, all right, shall be, I will make a pillar in the, yes. in the temple of our God, watch, and he shall go no more, no more out, out, no more in. Woo! So if I never leave, I don't have to come back. Yes. There's a dimension in God when the veil is rent from the top to the bottom that you no longer go in and out. We go in on Sunday, we come out by Sunday afternoon. And so now we walk in, we walk in Jacob, we walk in that dimension of, 
the heel catcher, the trickster, the supplanter, flesh, flesh all flesh. through the week, but we begin to try to get it together before we convene or meet together again. Yes. Because we don't want to worship, we don't want to offer a sacrifice and that sacrifice not be acceptable simply because we're trying to play God. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Right, and so as you stand there and you begin to worship God and you worship him in spirit and in truth, that is where, that is where the, the whole transition begins to take, take place. place. Absolutely. That's where the carnal mind has to submit. Right. To the spirit of God. Right. And, and it is there. Which is feminine gender, masculine gender. Right. right. And it cannot. I, you, you're using that awfully strong. Feminine yeah, yeah. Gender. You got to come under <laughs> here now. Can't, uh, you got to come listen, under. Listen, I'll tell you what. I know that. You, you have to submit. You, you have started so much right here. I feel like I'm trying to land uh, a 747 on a little bitty runway. Because you have, you've given us so much. You, you already know. You have already known and forgot more than I will ever really know. And I, I, I love having this conversation. Here's, here's what I want. This is what I want the people to know. We're, we call this talking through the turbulence of 2020. The reason things are shaking, the reason that there is turbulence, the reason that our spirit is not shaken. Oh, you scared me. I'm sorry. Our spirit is not shaken. It's yes. our flesh that's being shaken. Our yes. carnal mind is being interrupted by another dimension. The Woo. kingdom is pressing down on the church and it's causing everything that can be shaken, be shaken. You see, yes. but we've received, here's the spirit, we've yeah. received a kingdom. That cannot. So that kingdom, that spirit, that, that dimension is within us. But the veil, the carnal mind is weighing down so heavy on our spirit yeah. that the only time we feel our spirit gets free is a few minutes on a Sunday morning wow. when we come together. But what do we do now that we are not gathering in brick and mortar. Yeah. What what do we do now? There has to be a, a, a an understanding that it doesn't take four walls for God to manifest. Yeah. He's not trying to manifest in a building. He's manifesting in, in the piece. church, yeah. a living, lively stones. Yeah. He, he's manifesting his glory. His kingdom within a people. Yeah. But that people has to be prepared and structured in divine order in the holy place. In the holy place. We can be saved and still be a wild ass. Well, you see, uh, Ishmael, a Ishmael, wild ass, okay. a product of the flesh of Abraham and Sarai. Sarai right. is a good idea. Uh, Abram has human strength. Human strength. So when a good idea comes and Together. merges with human strength, you get an Ishmael, a product of the flesh. That. Absolutely. Yeah. A product of the flesh. So now go back to what you were just saying. Lord, I don't know. You didn't got me so lost, but it's, <laughs> it's the best lost I've been in in a long time. Uh, you were saying, what do we do now? Yeah. yeah. You know, we're, we're at the point now. Well, one of the things you do what you know to do. And that is, we understand that as we worship God, 
And as we submit ourselves to him, and as we, see, worship has got to now be more than three songs Songs on on a Sunday Sunday morning. It's got to be the life that we live because as we worship him, the Bible says that he comes and inhabits our praises. And when he comes, he brings help. He brings hope. He brings deliverance. That's why you can be so confused and just throw up your hands and say, God, I don't know what to do, but I know who does know what to do do. It is you. And the next thing you know, the glory of the Lord begins to fill your house. It fills your car. It fills your room. It fills your family. It'll take over a situation where you feel hopeless. All of a sudden hope comes. That's because as we worshiped him, he built his throne in our midst. And today you I just always say, can I say this? Yeah. You, going back to you, you always say that, uh, music instruments, Praise team, all of these things can assist a worshiper. It doesn't make a worshiper. Well, that's right. It, uh, music, when they begin to play, uh, Chris, wherever you at, if, if you want to play, as, as they begin to play, uh, it, it, it helps create uh, an atmosphere. And if you have a it worshiping heart. It moves on your spirit. It moves on your emotions. Yeah. So your emotions has to be shaken by worship in order that the veil that's separating you from the third dimension, from the Lordship, it has to be split in order that... Hold on we, one second, Chris. ...that we realize that it doesn't take brick and mortar to worship. Uh-huh. That if we can't worship in... If we can't worship in isolation... Yes. If we can't worship in that dimension of aloneness and transition and turbulence. Which is where a lot of people are. Then we depend on the keyboard, the praise team, to move and make us think. You always say it makes you think right. you're a worshiper. And, and, and what it really means is we're children. And God Absolutely. is saying, I'm tired of you being all you have to do a is child give, for All so you have to long. do is give a child a, a gift mm-hmm. to make them happy. Yeah. You see, and when they get sad, we we trick them into happiness by giving them something that will satisfy their flesh for a moment. But as they grow up, they, they realize my dad loves me, my mom loves me, and it's not about what they give me in tangible things, but it's about it's emotion. about the covenant it's that we the, have the one with the other. So, so I'm saying to this. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to wrap this up. We're going to do this again. I know y'all are going to enjoy it, but uh, I don't even think we didn't. Even, we had no idea. Y'all may not believe this, but we had no idea that we were going to talk about this today. Everything that we have in our notes, we did not even get to yet. The first thing I, I'd put down here before I got in, I was going to uh, come from the book of Acts chapter nine. Can I, can I close? Can I, yeah. can I just do this thing? This, that you said this, a minute no, ago? no, this is what, it's okay. what you're talking about. My first little note leading into Acts is it's our encounter with God. Mm -hmm. Talking about worship, it's our encounter with God. God filleth all things. Mm -hmm. He's not sitting out, hanging out in a structure, waiting for Sunday to come and you show up. Right. You see what I'm saying? But it's our encounter with God that keeps revelation knowledge in check. Oh, say it again. Say it's, it again. It's our encounter with God that keeps revelation knowledge in when check. When you say in check, what do you mean by that? Uh, intention. 
It holds, it holds truth in tension. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, and, and we'll get into it the next time possibly. But that's why I was coming from Acts 9. Uh, Paul yes. is on his way. He said the, he's on his way uh, to go to the high priest to get warrants uh, for more Christians to be brought back to Jerusalem and put in prison and in bondage. And on the outskirts of Damascus, a light, he, he's breathing threatening uh, threats toward the disciples of Christ. Anybody that's gathered, anybody that was gathering together in a synagogue or a gathering place, he would interrupt that gathering and those that named the name of the Lord, he would take them out, mm -hmm. put them, bring them to Jerusalem to the priest to be placed in prison. But on this particular journey, this season, as Saul was on his way, he reached the outskirts of Damascus. The Bible said there was a light, illumination, mm -hmm. that shone so bright, it knocked him from the donkey to the dirt. It knocked him off what was transporting him, that which was easy, you mm, see. It was, it, was, it was what carried him, knocked him off of what he was familiar with, uh, that carried him, the transportation that carried him, he was knocked by the light. He fell. The light was so bright, he fell from the donkey into the dirt. But it was that encounter between the donkey and the dirt. Mm, that's good. I'm writing that down. That's the revelation that he received through the illumination of the light that shone so bright that it blinded it blinded his previous concept Ooh, that's good. Of, of the church or his previous concept of the disciples of Christ. You follow? Yeah. And yet now, I, I don't want to get too far into it, but it. When, when, he, when he fell to the ground, he fell to the ground, he heard a voice. Yeah. It was like John on the Isle of Patmos. He was, he was shipped to the Isle of Patmos uh, to die a painful death uh, on that rock of insanity. But in the midst of that insanity, yeah. in the midst, that's where we're at now, on the Isle of Patmos or the rock of insanity. In the midst of that, with madness all around him, insanity all around him, craziness all around crisis all around him Dude, you're preaching my earrings off you see, uh, crisis all around him he heard a voice yeah oh you're still able to hear a voice he heard a voice Woo! in a crisis that's the encounter that's what god is after and the voice just like the light was so strong so powerful that 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 john turned to see yeah. the voice that was talking to him and he said that encounter of that voice took a form that looked like a man with hair as white as wool. You follow it? And he, he saw that, which was a theophanous. Uh, it, was the, uh, it was Christ showing up in the fullness in, on the rock of insanity. That's what, without going into, that's what's happening but he, now. What you're saying, he's that's what us. happened to Saul. Yeah. He went down Saul, but he came up Paul. Yes. And now, 
his Saul experience, that encounter that God had with Saul kept Paul in the tension. Uh, it kept him in check because the light revealed, illuminated what was in, there was a Paul in Saul. It illuminated, it illuminated the Paul. That Paul now is going to pin 14 books. I, I, I wrote this down earlier that when Paul arose, he didn't get up looking for a book deal. Right. That's great. You see, he didn't get up from the dirt, from the donkey to the dirt, that encounter. He never rose looking for a book deal, thinking I, maybe I've got 14 books in me. You see, right. I've got... No, it was the encounter That's good right there. between the donkey and the dirt that kept him in the tension of... It, it, it was he was reminded of the transition he lived with the truth of the transition of Saul and Paul yeah. he lived in the tension of the transition from the donkey to the dirt that's how he kept his revelation in check yeah. he never forgot where he was who he was when illumination or revelation came yeah. that Threw him from the donkey onto the dirt. Yeah. And yet when he arose, uh, he, he looked to see, he heard a voice. So he looked to see, but that word there, when he looked, his eyes were open. That wasn't a physical opening. Because we know later on when the disciples or those yes. men that was with him uh, held him. his hand and took him into Damascus. Yeah. Uh, he was there blinded for three days. Yeah. So the first sight was the faculty of discernment. Wow. It wasn't the physical eye that he was looking for the person of whom, whose voice he heard. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Yes. It was like John on Patmos. So now he, it was not his physical eyes that was trying to see his discernment. His discernment had shifted between the donkey and the dirt. And he began to now, you walk by faith and not by sight. His discernment began to mature. Mm -hmm. You follow? That he realized that I, it's no longer walking by sight. It's walking by faith because in that season, there's uncertainty. Yeah. It's unfamiliar and it's unfair. Wow. That's what darkness is. Yeah. It's unfamiliar, it's uh, uncertain, and it's unfair. But it's in that dimension that God shifts and brings your feminine gender, carnal mind, under your spirit in its made subject to the spirit. So between the donkey and the dirt, mm -hmm. there is a change that happens in our lives. He encountered the light. Yes, and the light, the revelation, Absolutely. the understanding, that is what changed his life. And That's immediately his senses was elevated. His discernment was elevated. When he said his eyes was open, yeah. it was not physical eyes because he was blind. Right. They took him in that moment, those that were with him, took him by the hand in that moment and led him into Damascus. Yep. 
he asked, he said, what's this all about? He said, well, you, you go to Damascus. You go, there's a house I'm going to send you, yep. a covering I'm going to put you Woo, in. That's good. And in that dimension, I'm going to send you a prophetic word. Right. Ananias was called and sent. Ananias even said, God, look, man, you don't know who you're sending me to. Yes. This is a killer. Right. This man is after everyone that names the name. And what did God say about him? He said, well, he prayeth now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In other words, that's not the same man. because should, That's that Paul man, now. It's not Saul. Absolutely. He's saying that man that was a Saul killer, went down, but Paul got up. Yes. And he, you don't have to be afraid now because he prays now. He talks to me. I've changed his life. Li and language. I'm and I've changed his language. So he's resting in the house. He's under that covering. That's so good. And God sends a prophet to the house yeah. where he was covered. And prayed, for, and God told it, and I said, look, he prays now, so you don't have to fear. Go in and prophesy, lay your hand on him. And when Ananias laid his hands on Paul, mm -hmm. that was formerly Saul, the old man, his eyes, now his physical eyes were open. Mm -hmm. And immediately the Bible said he was filled with the, with the Holy Ghost. Yes, and yes. he moved out of that house to the next assignment. Yes, and then gave us 14, 14 books. books. Absolutely. I love what you said about and it. He, was not he about, didn't get up looking for a book deal. No, he no. got up with a revelation that caused him in his loneliness, in his pain, in his passion, he wrote these books so that we could pick them up and read them. He today. arose Paul and never allowed Saul mm. to control from that moment Flesh, on, spirit. Yeah, right, his assignment. Mm. Saul would have said, if he would have remained Saul, Saul would have tried to take the experience and manipulate the experience, yes. get a book deal, yes. write 14 books that are bestsellers. Yes. But it was now, he, he went down with that mentality. But he arose, not Saul, but Paul. When he got up, when he got, and I want to say this to many of you that's listening now, you're in that transition. You feel like you're in a free fall, but, but what God is doing is taking what you're dependent upon. That donkey, he's taking what has transported right. you right. and he's removing that, that now you've got to walk by faith. He and, not by and not beside, he rode in to Damascus mm. on the donkey. Mm. But he walked, he got to the outskirts on the donkey. But he walked into, we walk by faith now and not by sight. And he, he went from a high place to a low place. To a low place. And then to a stable place. Ooh, that's good. Went from a high from place a high to a low place. place. To a low place. And to a stable place. And that's where but we're at right place. now. Yeah. God is trying to take us from the thing we feel like that has carried us, which could be your intellectualism, mm -hmm. who you know and who you network with, who you connected to, name dropping. Wow. Uh, he's taking us from that. He's showing us what's in, what, what connection is important Absolutely. in our life. Absolutely. And it's him. It's him. It's the light, the illumination. Uh, 
Because it's Christ in you. The hope. That is the hope of glory. Yes. You know, we've said so much here today. And this is when exactly what I felt like mm. in my spirit that it should go. Some of you are sitting at home saying, Oh, what just happened? I got to watch the, the next service so that I and can. They got to go back through this week yeah. and re listen but to this. And this is a point. This is not something that you're going to get all at one time. Right. I have listened to Bishop preach this kind of stuff for years. I mean, hear me, years. 40 years. 40 years. And I've listened to him preach it preach it and many times I'd walk out of church and I would be in tears not because I was so moved by the revelation but because I was so overwhelmed and confused by the revelation but God would always say to me Cheryl open your spirit yeah. don't worry about your mind open your spirit because what you can't Connect when you can't connect the dots of the outer court, holy place, holy, holy of holies, the veil, the all of the wonderful things that we've said. That when you can't connect all of those dots and make it understandable, I'm telling you, if you'll open your spirit and say, God, all I know is that I am hungry, and whatever y'all talked about on, on at the Potter's House North today. It's just made me hungry to know more. Let me tell you something what I've learned. I have learned when you have a revelation of the kingdom of God, every word in this book mm. preaches. Everything, every verse leads to another verse that leads to another verse that leads to another the verse. The spirit begins to connect. Yes. Yeah. And it's alive. It's powerful. It's 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 and 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 it, it, there's no end to Your it. Soulish dimension disconnects what you knew in that realm as a spirit. Mm. You see, I've always my spirit has always been with God. It was in the bosom of God. Yeah, uh, Proverbs eight, and then I volunteered to travel the from. Transition. I, I volunteered for the transition to transfer from the heavens to the earth only to bring what I knew and understood in that dimension in the earth, which was the kingdom of God, the fullness of God. Oh, Lord. That, so that's, that's why when, God, when you don't get it, God releases a crisis. And judgment must begin in the house, in the of, house the Lord. of the Lord. That's not this building. It's this temple right here, this house. Woo. It begins, and the word judgment is reconciliation, alignment, and adjustment. Wow. That's what's happening in this crisis. God is bringing reconciliation of the church being full of injustice, hid behind yes. a collar, hid behind a robe, uh, now skinny jeans. Yes. Uh, but that spirit, yes. that spirit... Crisis comes to reveal the limitation that's holding you hostage to the fullness of the purpose that you had with God in that dimension, in the bosom of the Father, before you volunteered 
for this earthly assignment. Wow. And now we get into the earthly assignment and we use a donkey as our transport. You see what I'm saying? We use certain things to mobilize and make us look good and feel good. But we're in that between the donkey and the dirt. God has to knock us that, that off veil. our high horse. <laughs> yeah. You see? The veil has to be moved. Absolutely. Because when the veil is removed, you were, because of Adam's transgression, when you left the heavens into the earth, you came through Adamic nature, yeah. fallen nature. You came Born through, in sin. right, shaping in iniquity. You came in through transgression. And it's been 6,000 years, six is the number of man, Adam, that God has been ripping up Adamic nature to remove the veil that the earth can see the assignment, which is the kingdom of God. Yeah. The kingdom of God invading the earth realm. And it's made up of a people who were not, not a people. A people. Uh, it, who, it's made up of people who are not black, who are not white, who are not bond, who are not free, free. barbarian or Scythian, barbarian or Scythian. Scythian. Yes. Uh, Scythian. male or female. female. You, I, it's like I, I can see. The new man is Christ. Oh, yes. And there's not a gender. There's not, uh, in the kingdom, there's not uh, ethnic control or dominance yes. from one ethnicity to another. Yeah. All are one. All are made one. That's why Paul said it's neither male nor female, bond or free, barbarian or Scythian, which deals with ethnicity. There in the kingdom, you can be proud of who you are because who you are is not controlling your destiny, mm -hmm. you see. Yeah. Uh, Let me say this real quick. As much as you've heard him say today, um, some of you maybe thought that uh, Bishop Brady, you know, we laugh about it all the time because we, you know, people will say, oh, this is, this is Patrick Cheryl Brady's husband. And I've watched him for the last 25 years, 30 years, um, just kind of yield the floor to me. And, I, and the reason he's done that, so some of you might think, my God, I didn't know, I didn't know that he, he had all of that in him. And we ain't even scratched the surface, okay? Uh, I, I, you know, together we bring the best out of each other. Yes. Um, but he yielded the floor to me and said, babe, it's your season. Maturity understands seasons. Good, okay. That, that's, that's very important. He yielded the floor to me and told me it was my season. And when I tell you he's already forgotten more than I'll ever know, I really mean that. So people that have met me thought that they've met the best of us. But the truth is, he yielded the floor to me because he knew I had been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. Wow. The reason he could sit here 
as the head and yet let me move and do what I do and not be intimidated by that is because he's not just the church. The church has problems with that. Right. But he understands right. the kingdom of God. There's neither male nor female. Or that's exactly right. right. So I, I'm there's a word. When there's not when you when you live beyond gender identity uh-huh. and what we think is the norm. Mm-hmm. It may be the norm in the church mm-hmm. and in the system, but that's not going to work in the kingdom. It's not going to work in the kingdom. Same thing with all of our racial issues. Absolutely. Let me tell you something. At the end of the day, you know when, when he scooped into the earth and he picked up a handful of clay? Every color that is on the face of the earth or ever will be on the face of the earth, guess hand. where it originated? It originated in his hand. <laughs> Do you follow me? So God scooped in the earth and every color was in his hand. We all go back the dirt again. to the hand of God. Yes. It's just that many people for many generations have tried to take dominance. But at the end of the day, we'll find out that we're all, we all came from his hand. And the only real king of kings is God himself. Guys, we have to stop because as I was saying, when you start talking like this, every word in this book connects and you don't just preach to the end because there is no end. And of his kingdom, (laughs) there shall be no end. And the increase of his kingdom. And the increase of of his kingdom. Say that. Increase, Isaiah said, and the increase. Of his kingdom, there shall be be yeah, no, no end. end. It's endless. It's endless. So the you you don't just experience one veil that was back in the yeah, tabernacle. Right. It's it's veil after veil, veil after, after veil after veil. Yes. That's where God connects it all, which is the kingdom. It's but the basilia of God. It's the reign, royal oh, reign, reign and rule of Christ. Yeah. Since we're still partly in the earth, though, our minds can only take so much. And so here's what I want to say to you. I'm going to take you back to that moment when I would walk out and I'd be like, what just happened to me? Let me tell you what you do is you open up your spirit. And when it's time for you to know it, when you have need of of it, God said, I will bring all things To to your remembrance. Simply said, you knew it. But you forgot it through Adam. Yes. Which, or don't start there because that's a whole new can of worms. But it is awesome. Bishop Brady, thank you for yielding to God today and for speaking out of your heart and leading us. And I want to encourage you to watch this again and again and again uh, so that you can just kind of get this in your foundation because I think we can even build greater from here this I feel like could be another couple of weeks of just going into what we really plan to step into or jump in dive into today but to prepare you for the next gathering you've got to go back and listen and re-listen and take control of your soul yeah your, your human ingenuity, your intellect, 
And don't let what has been established in your mind through a system mm -hmm. control a the potential. System of religion. Yes, control the potential of your spirit, which is the kingdom. Mm -hmm. This mind is filled with churchism. Yeah. Churchism has to die. Mm -hmm. It has to come under its feminine. The church is a woman, gives birth. Mm -hmm. It has to come under in submission to the spirit, yeah. the master, which the is kingdom. the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Here's the church. Here's the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And we've had it out of order. Wow. We've allowed this to dominate what we, who we are and what we know because of Adamic nature. Mm -hmm. We're saved but we're still filled with transgression and iniquity and because we're striving through our own mind to, to please God wow. yeah. and don't know we're the pleasure of God. Right. You see, we're trying to please Him. Uh, and that's why we go through systems and uh, church protocols. You know, what man has established. A lot of what we do is for us. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, this is, gonna, this is how I'm going to be able to land mm -hmm. this thing today. Mm -hmm. All right. We're getting ready to close. But let me tell you something. Two weeks ago on a Sunday morning, this is going to tie us back into what, what we were talking about, about worship. Two weeks ago on a Sunday morning, I was getting ready to come to church. And I was ironing my shirt. And I was singing just worship songs in the laundry room. And I just paused and I said, I was thinking I'm getting ready to go to church, it's Sunday. And I just said out of my spirit, God, do you miss church as much as I do? Do you, do you miss it? The brick and mortar, do you miss, yeah. Right, I, was, I said, do you miss it as much as I do? Wow. And I'm telling you, I heard in my spirit, he said, no. I don't miss it as much as you do because most of the stuff that y'all did, it wasn't for me anyway. You did that for yourselves. You did that for each other. He said, but this right here, you singing to me right now, that's what I got to have. So all the way back to the worship, it's the worship that transitions us. It's the worship that changes us. Music, what we do that's called church, it can assist you if you have a worshiping heart, but it cannot create a worshiping heart. Okay? So if you're a worshiper at home and we open the doors and we all come together, for us, it's like heaven. Because every joint starts supplying. You worship and I worship and they worship. And, but for other people that are just here and worship is not a part of their lifestyle, then it's just church. And they're like, how long are they going to sing the same song? Because you're over it. But man, we're just getting into it. Because it's a way of life for us. I want to challenge you during this time. Yes. Do not log on to your Sunday morning services and watch worship 
When you come back into this building, when these doors open up and they will open up again, I believe by the grace of God, as that happens, you need to come in and don't be so far off course that you come in here just watching. You ought to come in here advanced further as a worshiper than you were last March because now we got the real, we got the real understanding of what it is. It's us bringing the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. And it's not just this building. It's wherever we are. And as we worship, he changes us. As we worship, we stand before that veil and we go up in smoke as a sweet smelling savor. And the veil that tried to keep us out now is sovereignly moved by the hand of God while we're worshiping. And now we have access to the Holy of Holies where the throne of God is. And I boldly approach the throne. And tell you something about worship. The end all of worship is not just for us to stand there and, and tears to run down our face and us to get relief from the pressure of life. Yes. The end all of worship is when you really tap into worship, then it goes into intercession because you are in the presence of God, the God that hears all, that knows all, that sees all, that can fix all. The base of intercession is to intervene. Yes. That's the kingdom. Intervention. Yeah, we, we shift and intervene uh, and stand between God and man. Yeah. That, and worship gets us to what you don't get in your head, you get in your spirit. Yeah. And as you yeah. worship, yes. I'm telling you, God will bring that stuff that's in your spirit. And all of a sudden you'll be like, yes, I see that. I see that. It will cover your mind. Your yes, it'll cover rises. your mind. Yeah. That's great. Listen, we are in some turbulent times. But you know what I feel like today as we close? I think we need to know God has got this. He's in control. We don't have to totally stress out. We don't have to freak out. We don't have to lose our mind. There is a rest that is given and there's a rest that is found. I want you to find the rest of God. And while we're going through this season, sometimes we, like you were saying earlier, Bishop, the darkness, the gross darkness, the loneliness, the, the, the I don't know where this is going to come from or that is going to come from. Understand you have a God who is alive. He's well and he's got you. Thank you for joining us today. We'd love to have you join us online every Sunday morning at 9 and 11.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. Streaming live at www.tphnd.org watchnow or through our Potter's House North app.